the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. (laughs) Here's a picture of a doctor in his office with a new patient, and he says to the patient, you're very, very sick. I like that in a patient. (laughs) Of course the doctor does. While his patients were well, how much money is he going to make or she make? uh, And a lot less uh, than if... um, They had sick patients, right? That's for sure. Welcome to One Doctor's Appointment, where we want our patient listeners out there in Radioland to be very, very well, not sick. And on today's show, a very important one, Alzheimer's and dementia. First, a few facts before I uh, introduce our guest expert on the topic. And this comes from the Alzheimer's Association. Discrimination, top of the list, it's a barrier to Alzheimer's and dementia care, uh, the reported discrimination when seeking health care, 50% of black Americans were discriminated against, as were 42% of Native Americans, 34% of Asian Americans, followed by not much uh, far behind, just a percent, uh, 33% of Hispanic Americans were discriminated against when seeking health care for Alzheimer's and dementia. And did you know that one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia? More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's today, and it kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. And between 2000, the years 2000 and 2019, while deaths from heart disease decreased 7.3% during that time, deaths from Alzheimer's increased 145%. And finally, the cost of Alzheimer's and dementia that's monetarily speaking, not not with uh, you know emotional pain and suffering. But three hundred fifty-five billion dollars last year was spent on this, and by twenty fifty, they estimate and that's less than thirty years from now, folks. Costs could rise up to more than one point one trillion dollars for caring for our patients suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia. So very important show today. Lisa Skinner is my guest. She's the author of the new book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's, Its Secret Faces. It's an unconventional path to peace of mind for families facing Alzheimer's and dementia. And uh, since September is Healthy Aging Month, uh, we will have that with you or for you in just a few minutes as we bring on Lisa Skinner after our News, our regular uh, weekly news at this time, and our regular weekly features here on Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, I might add. Well, um, speaking of uh, Alzheimer's, you know, that's when you lose your memory, or uh, that's one of the symptoms, but um, 
Ways to maintain your memory. This comes from Dr. Richard Rustak, a neurologist and clinical professor at George Washington Hospital University of School of Medicine. Uh, and he has a new book out called The Complete Guide to Memory, The Science of Strengthening Your Mind, which I don't have the book yet, but um, it looks like a good one. Uh, anyway, he says, memory decline is not inevitable with aging. And uh, a lot of times some memory lapses are actually def- attention problems. They're misdiagnosed. And they're not memory problems. Inattention, the doctor says, is the biggest cause for memory difficulties. And uh, here's a big warning or a big red flag. And this comes from Dr. Restak. And uh, I've, meant, you know, I've mentioned it on ad nauseum on this show for years, if not decades. Beware of technology. Three sins of memory, three of the sins he lists. Two are associated with technology. First, what he calls technological distortion. That's where uh, storing everything on your phone means you don't know it, which can erode your own mental abilities. I mean, I, I can't believe how many people I know that don't know their own you know, significant other's phone number or uh, you know, a common phone number. They just look it up on their phone. They don't need to remember it. Anyway, why bother to focus and concentrate or apply uh, effort to visualizing something when a cell phone camera can do all the work for you. Uh, this is what he wrote. And the second way our relationship with technology is detrimental to our memory is the way it often takes us or our, our focus away from the task at hand. <laughs> can you see a multitasking? You know, the greatest impediment of memory is distraction, according to the doctor. People today can check their email, I'm quoting him, while streaming Netflix uh, and talking with a friend at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you know, what what is it? Something like only 1% or 2% of people can successfully multitask, even though 99% will tell you that they can. It's kind of like, uh, you know, alcoholics or people that drink. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't affect my judgment or or reaction time. Of course it does. Any amount does, but more does than uh, than less. Anyway, uh, it all impedes our ability to focus on the present moment, which is critical for encoding memories. And that's why I still have a flip phone. If I'm the last person on earth, and by the way, let's see, can I think of anybody else that I know that has a flip phone? I don't think so. But if I'm the last person on earth that has a flip phone, so be it. Big deal. I don't care. I'm not uh, resorting to uh, too much technology. I mean, just enough. I mean, I'm obviously on radio, so I do embrace technology. I just don't over-rely on it, and I'm not addicted to it. All right, uh, moving right along. Would you consume a sudden death diet with all the diets out there? Well, maybe you already do, or maybe you have. Uh, you know, what you eat may not only be uh, you know, uh, giving you long-term consequences or putting your health in jeopardy over a period of time, but it may also cause you to die suddenly. This according to a new study or new research uh, that examined whether certain dietary patterns, <coughs> excuse me, I used a lozenge before I got on the air, uh, could lead to sudden death or cardiac death. And the investigators evaluated the diets of more than 21,000 participants, and uh, the, anal- the analysis showed that adhering to a southern-style diet that was one loaded with added fats, fried foods, eggs, processed meats, and sugar-sweetened beverages increases the risk of sudden cardiac death by 46%. Now, on the other hand, those favoring meals focusing on fresh fruits and vegetables, fish, and healthy oils have a 26% lower risk of sudden cardiac death. 
So there you go. Uh, pretty, pretty compelling odds. Uh, do we have? Uh, are we okay on time? Yep. Okay. Good. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Eleven times. That's how much more bacteria, yeast, and mold are found on a computer mouse <laughs> compared to your toilet seat. So clean your mouse and your toilet seat, of course, with natural surface cleaners or cleansers when, on a regular basis. Let me just get a sip of agua to uh, get rid of that ginger lozenge I was eating. Mm. That should uh, clear it off my throat, out of my throat. Okay. Now, it's what you eat that matters, just uh, not just how much. You know, a lot of people count calories, but here in the Nutrition Nook, a new study emphasizes that it's not the quantity of calories that you eat, it's the quality of those calories that truly counts, which we've talked about for you know, 30 years on this show. But uh, this was a study of 20 healthy adults, 10 men and 10 women, uh, who spent two weeks chowing down in an ultra-processed diet, and then two weeks eating minimally processed foods. Well, what happened? Both sets of meals had the same number of calories, sugars, fiber, fats, and carbohydrates. And, uh, participants could eat as much or as little as they wanted. Well, tellingly, the people on the ultra-processed diet consume 500 calories more per day than they did when they eat a, the uh, minimally processed diet. Um, the people also ate faster on the ultra-processed diet, you know, because it's, it's more processed. It's easier to eat faster. And they gained two pounds on average while on the minimally processed diet— in just two weeks, they lost about the same amount of weight, two pounds in two weeks. So you want to gain weight or lose weight, that's your decision. All right, uh, let's see elsewhere in the news. Okay, since we're going to be talking about your brain and uh, Alzheimer's and dementia with our guests in just a few minutes, let's talk about minding your brain. You know, your everyday habits go a long way to help helping you um, prevent Alzheimer's. And uh, here's a few strategies to do just that. Lifestyle changes, they say, could reduce your chances of developing Alzheimer's by 90%. This according to Dr. Ayasha Shurzai, a neurologist at Loma Linda University. And also uh, Dr. Rudolf Tanzi, uh, also a professor of neurology at Harvard University, says that inflammation in the body kills nerve cells. So an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle helps to keep your brain healthy. Uh, One thing they recommend is actually coffee and chocolate, providing it's not more than a couple of cups of coffee a day and uh, not more than an ounce of ultra-dark chocolate a day, you know, 70% or more. I Personally, I take um, or I eat uh, 80%, 90%, sometimes even 100% chocolate with uh, absolutely no sugar, but stick to about an ounce a day, otherwise you might be getting too many calories. Uh, Logging off uh, in enough sleep, and uh, I'm guilty of... Not having slept long enough last night, I know I'm a hypocrite one one day a week or, well, once once in a while, not every week. But uh, to protect your brain, it's important to get deep sleep. That's the key as much as it is to get enough sleep because that's when the toxins that have developed during the day get cleared out and the inflammation is reduced in your brain. Um, and also, if you remember having dreams and are waking up feeling refreshed, you've had deep sleep. Now, you know what a colonoscopy is, right? What is a cognoscopy? That's, that's a new one, right? It's a combination of blood tests, urine analysis, and cognitive assessment. It was developed by a professor of neurology at the at UCLA School of Medicine, and it reveals your levels of inflammation, uh, like your uh, C-reactive protein markers and insulin, and also nutrients uh, crucial for brain health, like vitamin D and B12 and others we've talked about, as well as environmental toxins like uh, mercury and lead. So ask your doctor about this test, uh, cognoscopy. 
Uh, it costs between 100 and 1000 bucks, uh, depending on your insurance. All right, uh, let's see. Ooh, uh, all right, I think we're still okay on time. Oh, and a couple other things besides um, the tips I gave you on minding your brain. One is to eat a plant-centric diet, and we'll talk to our guest about this in just a few minutes. But whole foods, they say, focusing on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, lentils, seeds, and nuts, and uh, reducing, uh, of course, sugar and meats, uh, meats and sweets. I always say uh, reduce meats, sweets, and treats and increase your grains, greens, and beans. All right? But that all uh, does the uh, it does wonders for increasing or decreasing your inflammation. Also, learning a new skill, you don't necessarily have to do Sudoku, which is kind of the popular thing that people think of when they want to stimulate their brain. But uh, even without the brain games, uh, just learning a new skill helps you create new synapses in your brain, the neural connections that keep your brain functioning well. Um, any new skill uh, is included in that. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and one more thing, the shield approach to your brain. Um, this comes from, oh, yeah, uh, from Dr. Tanzi. Uh, the shield approach, that's an acronym uh, standing for sleep for the S, handle stress is H, interact, I, exercise, E, uh, learn new things, L, and diet heavy on the plants is D. And speaking of exercise, let's go to the fitness file. Okay, let's call this new hot drug Muvova. <laughs> that would be a good name for a drug, right? Oh, yeah, I'm taking a one Muvova three times a day. <laughs> anyway, this is Dr. Bob Salas. Uh, he actually prescribes to his patients a prescription for exercise. What a concept. Uh, he says it's been proven to treat virtually everything that ails us, everything from high blood pressure and depression to osteoarthritis, heart troubles, and type 2 diabetes. And he says it's time to start encouraging people to take advantage of this free medication. You know, as I always say, exercise is medicine. And, of course, the uh, uh, many other organizations say that as well. But back in 2015, Dr. Salas worked with the U.S. Surgeon General at the time to release a call to action on walking uh, to make walking easier and safer in every community. Now, that seems like an obvious step, but uh, he says that is as landmark a study or, a, a, you know, a, a, a kind of a milestone as the 1964 Surgeon General report was on advising people to stop smoking. And I wholeheartedly agree uh, because, uh, as they have, uh, as you know now, according to statistics, uh, being sedentary is as dangerous as smoking. Uh, it, it cuts just as much time off your uh, life. All right, uh, and uh, speaking of um, being physically active, what about those standing desks? Are they any better than sitting at your desk? You know, they're touted as a way to fight obesity, but this, according to a study on 53, or a review, rather, of 53 studies on this topic, no significant results support the claim, although, um, you know, because the thing is, standing doesn't burn that many more calories than sitting. However, some study participants did find that standing helped them feel less fatigued, um, it, uh, lowered, uh, reduced lower back pain, and improved blood pressure. So uh, those are all good things. And, you know, standing is usually better than sitting, especially for long periods of time, uh, because it's uh, better for, well, everything involved. You know, you want to be vertical more than you do. You have enough horizontal time at night when you're sleeping, <laughs> Well, tonight, uh, yeah, actually tonight, uh, September 10th, is the full moon. It's the harvest moon. And for those of you who are sensitive to the moon like I am, uh, just a warning that <laughs> if you're uh, feeling a little different or, you know, more moody or anxious or have more energy, whatever, 
Uh, it's because of the full moon tonight and this weekend. And it's called the Harvest Moon because it extends the hours of light into the evening and helped the, our, our ancient ancestors, or not so ancient, uh, you know, our farmers, uh, with the long days of work of harvesting their uh, fields. Today is also World Suicide Prevention Day by the International Association for Suicide Prevention. You can uh, go to their website, just Google that. Um, hats off to them for having that. You know, it's uh, still, I believe, the uh, one in the top 10 tips, or excuse me, top 10 uh, uh, causes of health, or I mean of death, excuse me, uh, top 10 um, in, the, uh, in America. And, well, worldwide, not as high, but uh, still uh, it is a, uh, is a killer. I mean, you know, people taking their own lives. Okay, how to Alzheimer's proof your brain, Mediterranean diet, and um, perhaps our guests will talk about this, but whole grains, fresh produce, olive oil, and fatty fish, going light on the red meat and dairy. You'll have physically bigger brains than people who don't uh, eat that diet, and this was published in Neurology, and they found that shrinkage of the brain can make you more forgetful and increase Alzheimer's risk. So your diet is uh, all... All important uh, when it comes to prevention. Okay, let's go to matters of sexual health. All right, uh, let's see. Okay, there we go. Uh, Impact of COVID-19 virus on sperm. Uh, This was uh, a study, and they found that infection or COVID-19 infections can lower sperm count, and the virus may even bind to receptors on the surface of sperm cells. Uh, fertility clinic uh, here tracked sperm counts of 20 men, ages 25 to 35, from before they had the COVID-19 infection to nearly five months after they had fully recovered. And of the 20 men, six saw no decline in sperm count around 10 weeks after recovering from uh, COVID-19, while other, the other 14 had an average of 49%, almost 50% decline in sperm levels. And they don't know if the effect on semen is permanent, but uh, something to be aware of if you're trying to conceive. And they say that COVID-19 may affect sperm by damaging the tissues that support their development. And it also appeared to, uh, the, the men in the study appeared to have an inflamed epididymis. Now, overall, uh, just to including, or in closing on this article, uh, the effects of COVID-19 on sperm are similar to those seen in other uh, or with uh, after other illnesses that involve a fever such as the flu because uh, sperm are highly sensitive to temperature changes and that's why they're in the scrotum and uh, that's uh, you know the scrotum uh, it's a couple degrees cooler than the rest of a man's body all right uh, on that note we will uh, have more information for your good health right after this with lisa skinner talking about alzheimer's and dementia an all-important uh, topic Today and every day that uh, it is increasing as it has been for years and years and there's no signs of uh, it stopping or reversing. So we want to make you aware of it and uh, tell you how you can prevent it or even reverse it with the information that Lisa Skinner has. New book out. Stay with us as we continue here on The Healthiest Hour on Radio. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. 
Noni Fruit Leather and Lavender Noni Lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our Noni Lotion and Fruit Leather for improved health and energy. Besides being healthy and feeling good, don't you want to look as good as you feel? Here's a name to remember for professional, affordable skincare: Botanical Rush. Backed by over 20 years of experience in product formulation, Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. The founder of Botanical Rush is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. Whether it's cleansing, restoring, or hydrating, or replenishing, treating, or protecting, you'll find the clinical strength formula that will be just right for you. So look to the pioneer and leading authority on non-toxic skincare. With never any harsh chemicals or artificial fragrances and never tested on animals, Botanical Rush, a solar-powered company made in the USA. Look for Botanical Rush in your nearest natural food store or go to botanicalrush.com. Since 70% of your immune system is in your guts, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria. And their patent-protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects. And True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com. Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. Welcome back to the program. David Snow on your radio. It is the cure for the common radio show. My guest in this hour is the author of the new book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's, Its Secret Faces. And uh, since September is Healthy Aging Month, we have an Alzheimer's expert on to talk about that. Lisa Skinner is with us today to give us some hope in helping us deal with this health ordeal with information on how to be proactive in tackling this this uh, medical crisis that we're in and have been in for a number of years, decades, and it uh, looks like it's going to only increase in the future. 35 million people worldwide have Alzheimer's or dementia, and uh, age is the biggest factor, but we'll talk about some of the, um, uh, some of the remedies and, uh, and ways to prevent it with uh, Lisa Skinner, and we welcome her to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Lisa. How the health are you? Oh, hi, David. I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Now, we know that age is the biggest factor for Alzheimer's. Uh, Not necessarily, but usually that's the case. Uh, You know, as as you get older, your likelihood and your risks go up with age. Now, that brings brings to mind in the news, um, and sometimes they mention it, sometimes they don't, but, uh, you know, the politicians that are running our country right now and that have run it in the past— uh, let's just go back in recent history. President Ronald Reagan, who uh, was later found out to have Alzheimer's, and uh, who knows if you know how, what degree he had 
uh, while he was still in office, and I'm not uh, disparaging any president in particular, uh, just using him as an example because it, it was uh, you know, well-known after after the fact. And of course, but today there's uh, President Biden, who's almost 80 years old, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, Nancy Pelosi, our Speaker of the House. Uh, give us, I, I know you've done some studies on that and uh, on politicians and uh, people that are notable people in our world, whether they're celebrities, uh, politicians, or dignitaries. Uh, tell us how you know, with with aging of, I mean, you know, we're just not as quick, even if we don't have full-blown or diagnosable Alzheimer's and dementia, it doesn't seem that people older would have, I mean, that's why pilots uh, are, have re- mandatory retirement at, what, 60 or 65. So uh, give us the rundown on that, because I know you've done a lot of research in this area. Uh, yes, I have. And why all of a sudden it's a concern for our society is the fact that the Candidates who have been elected and who have been running in the last couple elections are older Americans. And one of the key functions that our brains perform is that of perception. Um, In a person living with dementia, the ability to perceive things the same way healthy brains do diminishes and will affect a person's judgment both visually and conceptually. Mm. Uh, Their level of confusion increases over time. Now, I'm specifically um, relating this to people who do suffer from a brain disease that causes dementia. However, in, in agreement to what you said... Our, our cognitive abilities do slow down as we age. We're just not as sharp as we were at one time. So that obviously has to be a consideration. But it's a major concern for the health of our country and um, the people who are leading the country and even leading corporations that if they are, in fact, suffering from Alzheimer's disease um, while they're in these leadership positions, it can really pose um, as a threat to all of us. Uh, so let me, let me uh, give you a startling statistic on Alzheimer's disease. Do and, tell, and, please. And this is, this is the main reason why this is a concern in today's um, landscape. So as you mentioned, and it's true, age is the biggest risk factor for developing Alzheimer's disease. A person's risk of developing Alzheimer's disease doubles every five years after the age of 65. Whoa. One in six people over the age of 80 currently have dementia. Mm. So at 80, your risk of developing Alzheimer's disease slash dementia are one in six people. Um, By mm. the time a person reaches the age of 85, one in three people have it. Oh, my gosh. So when, and these are statistics that are factually supported through the uh, World Health Organization, the Alzheimer's Association, NIH. So this is not just pulling smoke out of the air. These are true factual 
recent statistics. Now, those are and average people, uh, you know, on averages, right, <clears throat> statistically. And um, and our our listeners are above average, and they're above average in health. So you can – we don't want to give doomsday news here, and we don't want to depress our whole radio listening audience. But, I mean, there are things you can do to either minimize it or mitigate it or – uh, or maybe even prevent it or reverse it to a, a large extent, right? With lifestyle medicine and other medicines that are available and, and uh, preventative habits? No prevention, no reversal. There are a couple of um, causes of dementia because there are actually over 100 causes of dementia. Oh. Dementia is not mm. an actual illness. It's um, it's a syndrome. It is a, a yeah. umbrella term used to describe the symptoms that are caused by a brain disease. Mm-hmm. And we know now to date there are over 100 brain diseases that cause dementia. Uh, Alzheimer's is the number one cause of dementia, the one that we most relate cognitive loss to. But there's over 100 of them out there. There are a few of them that are reversible. For example, dementia can be. Uh, caused by excessive alcohol abuse. That's right. That's one that can be reversed. And also uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. I have read numerous studies on that, and that is pretty pretty conclusive that uh, if somebody is... And a lot of times that's how they get misdiagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, and when they have the B12 deficiency corrected, they come out of their uh, condition, and and they're, they're fine after that. But most of the causes of of uh, Alzheimer or dementia are progressive That's right. and yeah. degenerative, and there absolutely is no cure that mm-hmm. we know of that to date. Yeah, um, okay. Hopefully, it's on the horizon because this, like you said, it's a major crisis that's looming above us with the amount of people who are projected to develop. Uh, Alzheimer's, and I'm just talking Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. right. in the next 25 years. Oh, yeah, you don't find scary. a cure or treatment. It is very scary, very scary. And in terms of our presidential candidates or our pol- political candidates, we do ask them to disclose their medical history. Uh, however, there's nothing currently in place. We have no mechanism available available right now to evaluate their past and present mental health. Ah. Now, keep in mind mm. that Alzheimer's disease is not synonymous with mental health. Mental health um, really is its own separate category, and it pertains to schizophrenia and um, personality disorders and things like that. Alzheimer's disease differs from that. It is brain disease. It's actually a disease that is damaging the brain. It's an organic condition. And uh, so we need to keep that those two terms separated. But nonetheless, we do not have a mechanism right now for determining whether or not somebody entering into a leadership position is cognitively healthy. Mm. And, you know, uh, also, Lisa, I might add that uh, since the president, you know, he he had a relapse with COVID, unfortunately, uh, even though he was taking the drug uh, Paxlovid, 
uh, and he was fully vaccinated and boosted. It's too bad that he couldn't be boosted or, you know, people like in, in his position couldn't be boosted mentally, you know, in the same way that, you know, just by giving an injection. And, OK, uh, you got uh, sharper mental faculties. I mean, not not uh, treating a disease per se, but just uh, to enhance uh, your uh, your normal ability uh, as you age, as you were mentioning. As, uh, Lisa, we need to take a break. And when we come back, I have many, many more questions for you on Alzheimer's and dementia. And we will uh, give out the information on your new book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's, Its Secret Faces. Lisa Skinner, my guest. Uh, we will be back much more with much more information for your good health, uh, talking about caregivers and types of dementia, uh, prevention, as well as minimizing risk. And, uh, and then uh, doggy dementia, even pets get dementia, it turns out. In fact, uh, it afflicts more than 50% of dogs over the age of 11. We'll talk about that if we have time as well a little later in the show. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Don't go anywhere. If you want to stay healthy, the Healthiest Hour on Radio returns right after this. Immune products. These days, everyone's taking them. But are you taking the right ones? And how do you know if it's a high-quality supplement? You might start by stopping. That is, stopping by your nearest natural food store. After all, that's where food supplements were first sold, including formulas for immunity. And that's where you'll find a brand that's been around for more than 60 years, Natural Factors. Unlike most companies who are marketers but not manufacturers, Natural Factors controls virtually every step of production, from the raw materials to the finished product. In fact, Natural Factors has over 2,000 acres of organic farmland. Plus, every Natural Factors formula is independently tested for over 800 possible contaminants. There's a full selection of vitamin D potencies, NAC, a broad range of vitamin C formulas, quercetin products, and of course, everything else from A to zinc. So look for Natural Factors the next time you're in your natural food store or go to naturalfactors.com. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Snow, 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 snow. That's right. It is David Snow and your radio. Welcome back to the program. It's the Cure for the Common radio show. Clinically proven to increase your health IQ levels. And uh, here to help us do that is Lisa Skinner, author of the new book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's. Lisa, how can people get a copy of the book? Well, um, it is available in... uh through fine booksellers, and that includes Amazon. Or you can go to my website, www.truthliesalzheimers.com, and click on the um, purchase book links, which will take you to one of the fine booksellers who sells the book. All right. Good deal. Now, uh, first off, I mean, uh, first off, after the break, not the first question I have for you, but the first question now, and that is detection. The time lag between progression and detection, what is the average there? Is it like diabetes or high blood pressure or many other diseases where there's years and years uh, before it's actually diagnosed uh, from, from the time they originally actually have it? 
because is it because it's so gradual or what is the statistic there? Yes, that is absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, most people are not diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease until they're already progressed to the mid-stage of the disease. And the reason why is because the symptoms are very, very subtle Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Uh, People can live with this disease for years before it actually gets to the point where it becomes so noticeable that family members or spouses might say, this is more than just normal aging, yeah, right? but they're already well into their mid-stage. So that tends to be a problem with um, managing this disease and why it's a problem with some of these new medications that are showing effective because the catch is it needs to be diagnosed in its very early stages, and we haven't figured out a way to do that yet. All right, but let me stop you there on drugs, uh, since you mentioned medications. Aricept has been abysmal in its results. Uh, so has the the newest one. I forget the name of it, the newest one that just came out. I mean, it, it's it's almost useless, or uh, it's practically a placebo. So, what, I mean, there's, the medicines are, so far that well, they have are, are not that effective, right? The controversy over the new one that you're referring to is kind of proving to be um, not very useful because the, the the caveat with it is it needs to be that Alzheimer's disease needs to be diagnosed very early on for that drug to be effective. Oh, I see. And there is no way to diagnose Alzheimer's disease, even right now. To this day, the only way to definitively diagnose Alzheimer's disease is upon an, a brain autopsy. Right, and I don't think um, I want to get that to <laughs> to, yeah. to, to so prove, the prove them way, correct. Yeah, okay. The only way that doctors are able to diagnose Alzheimer's disease today is through a process of elimination, mm-hmm. eliminating other conditions, other diseases, and then they whittle it down to this. This is looking like, this is acting like mm. Alzheimer's disease. Okay. So this is, this is where the problem is, is because that one, disease, that one uh, medication that is so controversial right now that the FDA actually approved, it's, it's not really um, useful to doctors in today's society because by the time people are really showing enough blatant symptoms of the disease, they're far too in the, into the disease for the uh, medication, that medication to be effective. Okay, now let's talk about the symptoms that uh, you're talking about. I mean, uh, let's go into detail. Anxiety is one, I know. Memory loss, of course. Uh, what is it? Confusion. And I, I read that 60% of, of patients uh, have wandering. They suffer from wandering, you know, where they, they go out and then they forget how to get back home or uh, they're driving around and they forget where they're driving to, uh, that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then sundowning. Let's talk about sundowning, which is confusion in the late afternoon hours of, the, of every day. Uh, anyway, just, I don't want to take the wind out of your sails, but just those came to mind and you can take off uh, into detail on those uh, repetitive behaviors, et cetera. All of the above that you mentioned are uh, very common signs and behaviors of somebody having Alzheimer's disease or one of the other brain diseases that causes 
what we call dementia. Now, mm-hmm. again, dementia refers to the signs and the symptoms that are caused by one of the brain diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, the hallmark of Alzheimer's disease is memory loss and confusion, but it's not just memory loss and confusion. Uh, the The symptoms and the behaviors cut so much more deeply than just not being able to remember things and being confused. It is all the things that you just talked about and then some. It's actually a very, very complicated disease because keep in mind that there are plaques and tangles. Now, this is pertaining specifically to Alzheimer's disease. There are plaques and tangles that are forming on the brain and they're literally suffocating the brain cells and doing so much damage that the brain is um, shortening out and, mm-hmm. and not functioning the way it did. And you lose your ability to reason and your, uh, I mentioned it earlier, your perception about things. And when it gets to a certain stage, People's reactions with um, dementia are reactions based on emotion because they don't have the capacity to reason things out Mm, like we do when our brains are healthy. So it completely changes the dynamic of a person's life when they get to a certain point. And usually we start seeing the the severe consequences of disease by the mid-stage, and then it just gets worse from there. And then the late stages Um, would be, what, aphasia, losing the ability to speak or understand speech? Is that one of the... Oh, no, aphasia is very common in the the mid-stages. The end stages are basically, I guess, the best way to to, um, describe it is you need help with every single yeah. activity yes. of daily living. You right. can't do anything for mm. yourself anymore. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. now along those lines, when you mentioned the, the brain tangles and the, the plaque uh, forming in the brain cells, uh, this was a study from the University of California that showed that the brains of elderly people who stay active were protected by proteins that help maintain healthy cognition. The proteins enhance the uh, connections between neurons and maintaining these connections might, according to the researchers, be vital in fending off dementia. And this was this protective impact was uh, from, from the exercise or physical activity was also shown in people whose brains contain those toxic proteins you're talking about that are associated with conditions such as Alzheimer's disease. So another good reason to keep working out and keep your body in as great a shape as you possibly can through physical exercise. Well, can I um, kind of explain it in a little different yeah, way? Yeah, please. All right. So I think the best way to help people understand what their risks are for developing Alzheimer's disease, there are many risk factors that all kind of fit into the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And several of the risk factors, some of the risk factors are non what we call non-modifiable, and I'll get I'll come back to that in just a second. The majority of the risk factors are modifiable or manageable. So let me touch on that so people kind of have um, a clear sense of how to lower their risk or minimize their risk of developing Alzheimer's disease after the age of 65. The number one risk factor for developing Alzheimer's disease, and we've already said it, is age. Mm-hmm. 
with the exception of early onset Alzheimer's disease, but it's still considered rare, and that's when people develop Alzheimer's disease before the age of 65. So it can be 30, it can be 40, it can be 50, but it's the rarer form of Alzheimer's disease, and um, most people develop the traditional form of Alzheimer's disease, which typically shows up starting at age 65 and older. And then, mm. of course, every five years, your risk of developing it uh, you know, exponentially yes. increases. Right. All right. So you've got age is a non-modifiable risk. You can't do a thing about your age. Mm-hmm. Your gender is a non-modifiable risk. Women develop Alzheimer's disease more than men do. That's right. Yeah. They're not really sure of the reason. But they think it's because women just simply outlive men. They're mm. living longer. Okay. Um, and then your ethnicity plays a role in um, being a non-modifiable risk. As a matter of fact, Latinos um, are 50% more likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than white. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Mm. And the other um, ethnicities that we know are at higher risk are Pacific Islanders, right. um, African Americans, mm. and um, there's a couple. There are a couple others mm-hmm. over Caucasians. I see. So that's a non-modifiable risk. Okay. Then, and we can't do anything about those. So there's three risk factors right there. So if you're female, and you're You've reached the age of 65, and you're one of the higher-risk ethnicities. Uh-huh. There's three risk factors that are already working against you. Now you have to factor in the manageable or the non-modifiable, the modifiable risk factors. Yeah, right. The number one risk factor that will contribute to a person's risk of developing Alzheimer's disease is cardiac disease, uh-huh. heart disease. So if you suffer from any heart condition, hypertension, high blood pressure, any of these conditions that affects your heart, now you've just increased your risk substantially. However, I say it's modifiable and I say it's manageable because if your heart conditions or condition are being managed by medications or uh, maybe um, lifestyle, l- lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Then that negates that from you know throwing that on the right. pile of the non-modifiable. Does mm-hmm. this make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the other conditions that uh, have proven to be high risk factors besides heart disease are is diabetes. So people who suffer from type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, are at a much higher risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. But again, it's manageable. You could be on medication. So you've got to make sure that you're eating properly and you're keeping that A1C number under 130. Because now that will lower, bring you back to a lower risk than if you aren't treating it and managing it. That's right. Lisa, I need to stop you right there. We need to take one last break of the hour, please. And, okay. uh, uh, but I want to ask you about this new type of dementia. This was reported in the journal Brain. Uh, you probably know about this. It found that uh, up to a third of pa- Alzheimer's uh, patients, uh, it's uh, Alzheimer's-like dementia, 
Uh, the cases uh, may be actually be caused by a newly identified disease called LATE. Uh, it's an acronym which stands for Limbic Predominant Age-Related Encephalopathy. And it generally progresses more gradually than Alzheimer's. Uh, and as a, it's marked by the accumulation of a particular brain protein. Uh, while Alzheimer's is associated with the beta amyloid uh, and uh, tau brain proteins, as you know. But many people appear to suffer from both diseases and triggering a more rapid decline than either decision or a, a disease condition alone. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about that after we come back. Also, when we come back, a surprising reason for dementia misdiagnosis. You're going to find this surprising, and you may it, may it may affect you personally. Back after this with more information for your good health. Here on The Healthiest Hour on Radio, I'm David Snow. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. And if you miss any part of the morning show, our evening show, the rebroadcast, is 12 hours from right now on this station you're listening to right now. Back after this as we continue. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief from many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of a superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high-potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to Theralac.com. Welcome back to the, your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. David Snow on your radio. Surprising reason for dementia misdiagnosis. Poor eyesight could lead to false Alzheimer's diagnoses for about 25% of those tested for it. This was a study from Scientific Reports. The reason doctors often use tests that measure reaction time based on visual cues to diagnose dementia. So undiagnosed issues like cataracts or macular degeneration can skew the results. Have you heard about about this, Lisa? I have. That's that's yes. surprising. Wow. I yeah. mean, look at the misdiagnosis is, that could go on. Yes. Um, another thing that's becoming more and more common is misdiagnosing people thinking they have Alzheimer's disease, but they really are suffering from Lyme disease. Oh, happened really? To Chris Christopherson. Yeah, huh. he was being treated for Alzheimer's disease for three years. And then he was tested for Lyme disease three years after his diagnosis, and his test was positive, and he did not have Alzheimer's disease. Wow. He had Lyme disease. And I'm reading more and more about this 
also uh, becoming huh. more and more, yeah. Wow, that is really shocking. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, one thing that I liked in your book, I mean, I, I didn't like it, but it was important to state, is that losing a loved one uh, to Alzheimer's is like losing them twice, because once during their cognitive decline, and then again with their physical death, and so nobody wants that. So I, I, I just applaud you so much and and bringing out all the information uh, in this easy-to-understand book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's. And uh, I might add that over 6 million people in the U.S. now have Alzheimer's, and 70% remain at home, as you mentioned in your book, and that option has been shown to keep people healthier and happier and help them live longer. And on that final note, since we're only a minute or two from the end of the show, uh, let's talk about how COVID, the consequences of the COVID-19 virus, uh, had uh, has made an impact on people's lives and and the death of, of their loved ones, as well as caregivers, the five W's. We won't have time to get into that, but that's covered in your book. But let's let's close. Give us some words of wisdom on COVID-19. I did a lot of research on the impact that COVID-19 has had on uh, our elderly population and specifically those who suffer from dementia. Um, The number of deaths is um, a lot higher than people who either aren't considered elderly or don't suffer from dementia. And the number one impact that COVID had on this demographic of, of our population was isolation and loneliness yes, right. because the facilities had to be shut down mm-hmm. and pe- not even family members could visit. That's right. Yeah. And it was tragic. So I'm seeing a huge shift in how people are choosing to take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are, are kind of rearranging their lives to bring their uh, loved ones who suffer from dementia mm-hmm. a, into their their personal homes yeah, and making that's arrangements a good idea. there. Yeah, right, right. And and as you mentioned, cardiac disease the number one uh, predisposition or risk factor. But those people that you're referring to, the elderly uh, people uh, that were maybe in nursing homes and and uh, other. Uh, venues were uh, they suffered from broken hearts because, as you mentioned, the isolation and emotional trauma that uh, of not seeing their loved ones and being uh, apart from from the people they're used to or the environments they're used to being in and so on. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, give us your website one more time before we sign off. It's www.truthliesalzheimers.com. Thank you so much, Lisa Skinner. Keep up the good work, please, and uh, give us some uh, updates on whatever new information you have on Alzheimer's. I'd love to, and thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Likewise. All right, there goes Lisa Skinner, and here we go with another show. But we'll be back 168 hours from right now, and you can always listen to the evening show or go to the website, drhealthradio.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com after this Wednesday. I'm David Snow, thanking you for joining us this morning. Join us again next week, same time, same station. Until then, remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.